98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The headlines: Tensions rise after the Japanese Imperial Army flag is posted on a so-called Lenin Wall in Taipo. Pro-democracy lawmaker Al Nakhin rejects accusations that he's making things worse at anti-extradition protests. Hawkers rally outside police headquarters to show their support and complain about the damage to the business caused by protests. The Japanese Imperial Army flag has been found posted on a so-called Lenin Wall in Taipo near the MTR, causing tensions among some protesters. Lenin walls have been put up around the SCR by anti-extradition campaigners, causing some friction with pro-government supporters. Timmy Song has more. In addition to the Japanese Imperial Army flag, several notes that read "Eight Nation Alliance," a reference to the eight countries that attacked China in 1900, were also spotted on the wall. Police say they received a report in the early hours of this morning of a group of suspicious people in the area, but they had gone by the time officers arrived. This morning, some people attempted to tear the new notes down, but volunteers stopped them. Saying the wall is for people to express their views freely, and people can cover them with new ones. Pro-democracy lawmaker Al Nakhin has defended his presence at protest sites, usually standing between frontline police and protesters, and rejected an accusation from the DAB's En Chang that he's making things worse. The DAB lawmaker said Al Nakhin has failed to act as an intermediary between police and protesters, and blamed Mr. Al for the subsequent clashes. However, Mr. Al said it's his duty to appear at the site and intercede with police commanders. He said Ms. Chang's comments won't deter him. From attending coming protests, because he's worried there may be more clashes, like、uh, the incident of、uh, Shatin a few days ago.、Uh, that's、uh, they try to、uh, have a promise that if the protesters are not going to push the police, the police will stand remaining at the original position. Actually, it was successful in Yun Ro Ro, but some of the cases are unsuccessful. I I have to emphasize, like、uh, things turns out finally. Uh, but I think that、uh, at least、uh, we can find some time for the protesters to leave or to、uh, decide what they can do,、uh, rather than being beaten by the batons. The Security Bureau has dismissed a media report that the government is studying the possibility of declaring a curfew in certain districts to ban protests. A bureau spokesman said there is no such plan, and authorities will continue to deal with applications for protests under the existing mechanism. The pro-democracy Apple Daily reported that the government was looking at its options after clashes between demonstrators and police in some districts. Around 20 members of a hawker association have demonstrated outside the police headquarters to show their support for the force, accusing anti-extradition protesters of being rioters and of attacking police. A few hawkers said their businesses have been greatly affected by recent protests, with fewer travel tourists visiting the city. The group presented boxes of oranges and a thank you letter to the police. Six people remain in hospital over the violent clashes between anti-government protesters and police officers on Sunday. One is in a serious condition. A total of 28 people were hurt during the clashes in Shatin's new town plaza. Police say 13 officers were hurt, including one who had part of his finger bitten off. 47 people have been arrested for offenses such as unlawful assembly and assaulting police officers. 
The Chinese university's medical faculty has launched a program offering free brain evaluations and follow-up checks to 5,000 middle to to a old age residents, it will choose a group of participants aged between 40 and 74 from different backgrounds, jobs, and districts. They'll get free checks and counseling, and at-risk participants will get diagnostic tests, early intervention advice, and lifestyle coaching. Dr. Thomas Long, who's in charge of the program, says there's limited knowledge about the general mental health situation in Hong Kong. The very tiny living space, the very stressful long hours of working. And all these have great impact in the, in the psychological well-being, development of psychiatric disease, as well as the cognitive function in the elderly. And therefore, we also aim not just to diminish the modifiable physical risks or the、um, organic risk factors, as well as in the psychological and psychiatric aspects, how to maintain the、uh, well-being. We have experts, as the、um, mindfulness expert. Yoga experts, all these will actually help the participants to deal with the the daily stress, and this could be very important from their midlife onwards. Turning overseas now, the Democratic Congresswomen accused by President Trump of being anti-American have dismissed his call for them to go back to where they came from as a racist distraction from his failing policies. In a joint news conference, the four women, none of whom are white, strongly criticized Mr. Trump's stance on immigration. The BBC's David Willis reports from Washington. Ilan Omar, the only one of the four women President Trump criticized who was actually born outside the United States, called his tweets the agenda of white nationalists and said the time had come to impeach him. Only minutes before, Mr. Trump had doubled down on his remarks, addressing the women on Twitter and writing in capital letters, "If you're not happy here, you can leave." The Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, has said she will introduce a resolution condemning the president's remarks. There has been some pushback from Republicans, but the Republican leadership has so far been silent. The Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said the Republicans had been deafening in their silence. My Republican friends, he's not backing off. Where are you? You're making a deal with the devil. It's so wrong. So wrong. The president of the United States is supposed to bring this country together. It's clear this president won't, doesn't want to, and revels in dividing us. No American president has resorted to open and bald-faced bigotry so often. The UN Refugee Agency has said it's deeply concerned about a new asylum rule due to come into force in the United States later today. It will deny people from Central America the right to claim asylum in the U.S. if they've already passed through another country without applying. The UN says the measure isn't in line with international obligations. The BBC's Will Grant in Mexico City has more details. If you're coming from Honduras, if you're coming from Guatemala, El Salvador, those three countries that are considered the Northern Triangle in Central America, then you're passing through Mexico en route to the U.S. They're saying that you'll have to apply for Mexico, and if you fail to, there's no way you're going to get asylum in the U.S. The implications are huge for the many, many thousands of families that are already at the border, were waiting, and didn't cross illegally because they thought they had a shot at an asylum claim. 
The U.S. immigration authorities have begun an internal investigation into more than 60 employees in connection with posts to a secret Facebook group mocking migrants and some politicians. The offensive messages included questioning the authenticity of photographs of a migrant and his child who drowned in the Rio Grande last month. The retrial in El Salvador has begun of a woman charged with abrogated homicide under the country's strict anti-abortion laws. Dozens of supporters held a protest rally near El Salvador. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Evelyn Hernandez said that when she was 17, she was raped by a member of one of El Salvador's notorious criminal gangs. Weeks later, she suffered a miscarriage at home and was taken to hospital, where she was eventually arrested. Prosecutors didn't believe her story. Ms. Hernandez was sentenced to 30 years in jail, but was released earlier this year following an appeal. At the start of her new trial, she has again declared her innocence. About 20 other women are serving prison sentences in El Salvador for similar charges. The United Nations says the number of people going hungry has increased for the third year in a row. In their annual assessment, UN agencies say more than 820 million people worldwide do not have enough to eat. The BBC's Kat Winner has this report. According to UN figures, food insecurity now affects nearly a quarter of the world's population, including in wealthier nations. But while nearly 150 million children are stunted by malnutrition, Obesity levels globally are rising even faster. Nine out of every ten starving children live in Asia and Africa, yet these continents are also home to three-quarters of the world's overweight children. Researchers say that both problems are the product of unhealthy and inadequate diets. The UN says it will be a huge challenge to meet its target of eradicating hunger by the year 2030. The World Health Organization has warned that the confirmation of an Ebola disease victim inside the crowded Congolese city of Goma could be a game-changer. A pastor there has tested positive for the disease. Over 1,600 people have died of Ebola in eastern Congo in the outbreak that began a year ago. The head of the UN Humanitarian Affairs Office, Mark Lowcock, told reporters there was an urgent need for more funding in order to avoid a prolonged outbreak. It will be much cheaper and more effective to have a scaled-up response now than to have a lukewarm approach, which isn't properly financed, because if we do that, we'll find we're dealing with this problem for much, much longer, and it'll cost a lot more money, and it'll take a lot more lives. Police in Brazil say they have closed down a clandestine factory in the southeast of the country that was producing counterfeit luxury cars. A police spokesman in the port city of Itajai said that a father and son team were assembling fake Ferraris and Lamborghinis to order, selling each for around 60,000 US dollars. Genuine models sell for up to 12 times that price. A judge in the United States has cut the damages awarded to a man who said his cancer was caused by the weed killer Roundup. The judge in San Francisco ruled that the overall award against Bayer and his subsidiary Monsanto should be slashed from 80 million US dollars to 25 million. An application by the firm for a new trial was dismissed. It's the second time in the past year that a US court has cut awards against Bayer. 
The chief executive of Hong Kong Stock Exchange Operator has defended the Hong Kong's initial public offering market, despite the loss of Budweiser's listing here. Beer giant AB InBev decided to drop the listing of its Budweiser Asia-Pacific unit, citing market conditions and other factors. The IPO was poised to become the year's biggest, raising up to 9.8 billion U.S. dollars. Charles Lee says the decision was not directly related to the local IPO market, adding that he sees some strong listings in the second half of the year. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,541. That's 37 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $36 billion. And in currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.97 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 12 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 78 cents. And now to sports, here is Atom Jai. We start with sad news in the world of boxing. The former champion Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker has died after he was struck by a vehicle in Virginia. He was 55. The BBC's Joe Parsons reports. The former world champion Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker has died after being hit by a vehicle in the US, according to police. The 55-year-old, who won gold at the Olympics in 1984, was pronounced dead in Virginia on Sunday night. Whitaker was a world champion in four divisions, WBC lightweight, IBF light welterweight, WBC welterweight and WBA light middleweight. He fought as a professional 46 times, winning 40 of those belts, 17 by knockout. Northern Ireland's Darren Clark has been selected to hit the opening tee shot at this year's Open Championship. The final golf major of the year gets underway Thursday at Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, the first time it's held a tournament since 1951. Clark won the Open in 2011 and says it's an honour to be chosen. There's not many experiences in golf that I haven't had, but that's certainly one of them. And, um, you know... As players, we sort of you know, maybe perceive that opening tee shot as somewhat ceremonial. Um, but, you know, I'm here at home at Port, Royal Port Rush and I want to try and play well. So it's a, it's a huge honour that the RNF asked me. The Martin Slummers called me about three weeks ago and asked me if I would do it. And, um, you know, I, I gladly accepted. So it's going to be very exciting. Um, you know, the open back here at home is is huge. But to have, hit, to have the opportunity to hit the first tee shot is even better. Football and the former Arsenal midfielder Aaron Ramsey says he's looking forward to playing under Maurizio Sarri at Juventus after witnessing his success at Chelsea last season. Ramsey joined Juventus from Arsenal on a free transfer earlier this month. From what I saw last season, he had a very good season for Chelsea. You know, he got to two finals, he won one of them, he finished in the top four. So uh, winning and playing good football, that's the ideal situation. Um, but it's not the only way, so hopefully this will be uh, will be something that we can we can do and be really successful doing in, in doing this. Local giants Kitchi have bolstered their roster ahead of next week's clash with English champions Manchester City. They've signed the Nigerian-born Hong Kong defender Brian Falk. The 25-year-old started his career with Hong Kong's Rangers. He joined Shanghai Shanhua of the Chinese Super League in 2014 and went on to play club football in Spain, Romania and Uruguay. Falk has joined his Kitchi teammates in South Korea, where they're currently training. They host Manchester City in a friendly at Hong Kong Stadium next week Wednesday. And that's your look at sports. And that's the news from RTHK. 
had a dream the other night about how we only get one life. Woke me up right after two, stayed awake instead of you, so I wouldn't lose my mind. And I had the week that came from hell. And yes, I know that you can tell. You're like the net under the ledge When I go flying off the edge You go flying off as well And if we're only here once I wanna live with you I drank too much Call it a temporary crush With broken words I tried to say 